fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for it's the mma main card with your man the voice as always let's start off with some headlines and hot takes ufc singapore is going to be taking place on saturday morning stateside but there have already been some altercations in Singapore. My man, Uriah, the California kid, Faber, got into it with the car. Yeah, that's right. He got into a fight with the car. Well, not quite a fight with the car, but a Singaporean driver did run over his foot, and then Uriah hit the car. When the driver got out trying to calm Faber down, putting his hands on him, Uriah almost got into a fight with him. He fortunately allowed cooler heads to prevail. I mean, come on. It's the California kid. Not much gets him riled up. So, everything went well for him with the exception of the fact that his foot is looking like Frankenstein's foot about right now. Outside of that, the California kid is doing okay. Okay. Moving on. John Bones Jones made headlines this week because Tyron Woodley, that's right, the chosen one, said that Jones offered to help Woodley train for his upcoming fight with Kobe Covington. Now, if you're not familiar with all of the things going on. One, Kobe Covington's been talking a lot of head about everybody and everything. John Jones was Kobe's roommate in college. And Kobe has had some things to say about Jones that he's been juicing since back then. Jones didn't take kindly to that. So he reached out to Woodley to lend a helping hand in shutting up Chaos Covington which is something that people all over the place want to have happen. I was looking at some things on YouTube this week and the chosen one was at a Fortnite Pro-Am. And as soon as someone saw him, it was like, hey, beat up Kobe for me. Beat up Kobe for me. So uh, a lot of people want to see him uh, lose. Now, after he won At UFC 225, he proclaimed himself to be a pay-per-view draw. The initial pay-per-view numbers came back at about 150,000, which is not a draw. Things have been updated and it bumped up to about 250,000. Still not a draw. However, uh, I tend to think with the chosen one and with the true heat that exists between Woodley and Covington that one might do a little bit better let's talk some Bellator news 
Speaking of heat and people who don't like each other, Vandalay Silva announced via Facebook this week that he and Quentin Jackson are going to do it again for the fourth time. And that fight is projected to take place in California, where not quite sure yet. But the card is supposed to take place on September 29th. Another fight that's being rumored and projected for that same card is the fight that everybody and anybody who knows anything about Bellator's roster wants to see. Welterweight champion Rory the Red King McDonald and middleweight champion Gagar, the dream catcher, Musasi. Man, if they make this fight, oh my goodness. Woo! I'm speechless. I'm speechless. But I want to see the fight so bad, and everyone else does too. If Musasi wins, it's no skin off of Bellator's back because everyone keeps their belts. Rory's still champion at welterweight. And Gegard is still champion at middleweight. But if Rory wins, then he becomes this even greater superstar by carrying a belt in two weight classes in Bellator, beating someone with a story championship history like Gegard Masasi. Oh, man. Oh, ooh. Oh. I, 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 if you can't tell... Your man, the voice is extremely excited about this possibility. Bellator also got some other championship gold under their umbrella recently under the banner of Bellator when they signed CFFC interim champ Ricky Bandejas to a multi-fight deal this week. Uh, he is an undefeated up-and-comer. He'll join the bantamweight division with the likes of former champ uh, Joe Warren and Eduardo Dantes, also a former champion. You got baby Joe Tomingolo, Michael Mayday McDonald, and Leandro Higo all in the welter—I'm sorry, bantamweight division—and all of them are chasing the champion in the young, hungry. Wolf, Darion Caldwell. Now, speaking of Joe Warren, he's got two fights left on his contract and on MMA Junkie Radio, he said that he's probably done once these fights are finished. His wife said he's done. So, if wifey saying you're done, yeah, you're done. Plus, he just moved to tell you right, Colorado, to take a position with Sotheby Realty. Sotheby, you know, the international uh, auction house. They also have a realty business and he is working with them. So looks like he's actively moving into his next career already. Bridging from Bellator to the UFC. Dana White said that he does not want to be in the Michael Jackson 
business anymore. Won't call the man Mike Jackson, Michael Jackson. But it looks like Bellator might be and someone who's campaigning for him to come over is Jordy Shore star and undefeated fighter under the Bellator banner, Aaron Chalmers. He and the truth have been beefing online. And hey, uh, what better place to land than Bellator and take on more people that are in your wheelhouse as far as experience is concerned um the way the chalmers looked in his last fight versus the way that mike jackson looked ooh, uh the truth might find out that the truth for him is he'll do a better job behind the keyboard than in the cage someone else that has been chirping online about fighting jackson is wrestler Daniel Bryan. So, uh, again, Dana might have been a bit hasty in parting ways with Jackson because it looks like he's getting a lot of traction and may still have a good fight or two to give. Someone who is looking to make his exit from the UFC is Josh Barnett. It was reported earlier this week that it looks like his second stint in the UFC is coming to a close as he is seeking an unconditional release. And it looks like the UFC may be giving that to him. Right now, they're working out uh, conditions of said release. And in an official statement, the war master had this to say. It's true that I've asked for my release and we're discussing the terms now. Zufa has been fantastic and above board since I re-signed with the company. Every promise made has been kept and I have no disparaging words for them. After everything I went through with USADA and my vindication in that case, I don't feel comfortable giving the control necessary to USADA that will continue my career in the UFC. Now, though Barnett has not fought since 2016, as he stated, he uh, doesn't want to give USADA any more control over his career in the UFC, but that doesn't mean that his career stopped. He trains fighters. He also trains people in professional wrestling he does wrestling commentary movies all kinds of stuff so who knows what the 40 year old will do one thing we know that he won't do is be tested by USADA anymore in a bit of MMA journalism news that's right a journalist talking about journalism Ariel Helwani started with ESPN last week and already they're talking about the different shows that he's going to be a part of on the last MMA hour that he conducted he said that there will be a similar show on ESPN and that show is going to start on Monday 
June 25th. Now, they already have an episode of Ariel and the Bad Guy available on ESPN Plus, which for them is beneficial. I was going to say plus, but you know, your man, the voice gives puns all the time, unintended. And had I said that, that would have been an intended pun. Anyway, it's good because those people who enjoy hearing Ariel Helwani and know that he is a major source when it comes to breaking news with MMA may decide to part ways with five dollars now to get access to the information that he has to give uh, on his show with Chell Sonnen. Me personally, I'm trying to hold on to my little $5 as long as I can before ponying up for ESPN+. Plus. I'm really trying to wait until the new year when the UFC starts broadcasting there. But with all the boxing things that they have going on, and if this is a paywall uh, to get to the show that uh, Ariel has, I might have to bite the bullet. Now, speaking of the MMA Hour, Luke Thomas, who is an employee of MMA Fighting, uh, as Ariel was, uh, will be taking over for him on that show. It'll be from noon to two, also on Mondays. Uh, And that's a good look. I thought that when Ariel left, that Luke would be the most logical person to fill in. He already does some podcasts and things from his home where he will uh, give breakdowns and informations and open up for questions and things of that nature. He also has a show on Sirius XM. Hopefully, with this only being slated for two hours, it'll be a little more concise. I know when hearing Luke Thomas and parts of his show through Sirius XM. He can speak kind of in a circular fashion and kind of keep going over the same things and saying them different ways, but I think it's to fill the time. Whereas with this show, like I said, only being two hours and the format being lots and lots and lots of interviews, hopefully he won't be in that same kind of position. Time for the old one-two, also known as Boxing News. TMZ caught up with Showtime Sports VP Steven Espinoza, and he said that he believes that Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua's fight could happen this year. As I stated last week, when I got word that Wilder agreed to the terms that I was wildly excited about this pun fully intended. I'm sorry, you man, the voice is a little corny and I got to get those in from time to time. Moving on. In other boxing news, now this is more rumor than anything, but Faraz Zahabi who is the famed coach 
of TriStar Gym in Montreal, Canada. Also trains Rory McDonald, the welterweight champion for Bellator. But came to prominence training welterweight great GSP. He had a lot to say on the Joe Rogan MMA podcast this week. One of the things that he had to say was that he would love to see GSP fight Floyd Money Mayweather. Uh, as far as boxing is concerned, because GSP has some very, very crisp boxing. Would he do better than Connor? Probably. Um, is this fight going to happen or is the likelihood of the fight uh, possible? The likelihood of it is highly improbable. Not saying that McGregor Mayweather wasn't, but at least they were closer in weight. GSP fights and has fought always at 170 pounds. The most Floyd has ever fought at, as far as weight is concerned, is 154 pounds. And then he's still weighing in with uh, <laughs> with sweats on and things of that nature. So... Yeah, I don't see that happening. Could GSP get down to 154 for a possible fight? With everything he put his body through to gain weight for 185, I don't see him stepping outside of his normal weight class anytime soon. Now, granted, will the money be right for that fight? Yeah, yeah, it would. Would that give him the motivation necessary to try it? It might. But at this point, money's not really an object. So, again, the likelihood is highly improbable. Something else that was highly improbable as far as GSP is concerned that Zahabi also mentioned in the interview is that he used to put a bounty on his cash cow's head he would tell training partners that if they knocked out or took GSP down that he'd give them an additional $5,000 crazy alright some fights coming up this week if you want to check them out on the boxing end you've got on Friday night, Cyborg's training partner and buddy, Clarissa Shields, taking on Hannah Gabriels. This will be a 10-round fight at middleweight for the vacant IBF and WBA titles. Also on this card, you have Christina Hamer and Tori Nelson, or Hammer. I don't know if it's Hamer or Hammer. Uh, either way it goes, they will also be fighting a 10-round fight at middleweight for Hammer's WBC and WBO titles. It's highly probable that the winners of the main and co-main event will go against each other to unify the four major titles. Also on this card, you got James Ballard 
taking on Aslama Beck and Edigov. They'll be fighting for 10 rounds as well at light heavyweight. Episode 3 of Season 2 of Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series will be this upcoming Tuesday. And if you listen to the companion podcast to the main card, which is Aftermath, you know that I love Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. Now, this upcoming Tuesday, you've got Tim Karen, who's 7-1, never gone the distance in a fight. Most of his wins are by KO. He'll be taking on Andrew the Sniper, Todd Hunter. Todd Hunter is undefeated in all eight of his bouts. And every single one of his wins has come by submission. Oh, by the way, Karen's only loss was by submission. So you know that the sniper will be looking to take him down, to take him out. Whereas Karen, if it's standing on the feet, will be looking to take him out of consciousness. At 155 pounds, you got 13 and 3 Jamal Emmers fighting out of Pinnacle MMA taking on tough alum Julian Juicy J Rosa who's 21 and 5 in his mixed martial arts career you have a heavyweight matchup at the number 3 fight between Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series alums from season 1 Angel DeAnda and Greg Rabello at 155 pounds, you got Tay Edwards, who's 5-1. All five of his wins coming by knockout, taking on 8-1, Austin Tweedy, and all of his wins will come by submission. So again, Tay's going to look to keep it standing. Tweedy's going to look to take it down. Either way it goes, the fight should be phenomenal. And the featured fight for this card has Bullet Shevchenko's little sister, Antonia Shevchenko, who's five and one, uh, with one KO in her debut, the rest being by decision, taking on Jamie Lean Niviera. Niviera last fought on a LFC card and one against Katie Collins uh, short turnaround because that was only a couple weeks ago quick turnaround stepping in for uh, someone who could not obtain their visa to fight on this card and she gets the shot of a lifetime taking on someone of great name value in Antonia Shevchenko Saturday morning, you got dueling cards from the Far East. And we're going to start off talking about one championship, Pinnacle of Power, taking place in Macau, China. Headlining this card is a flyweight unification bout between Adriano, the Black Diamond Marias, versus Jehe Gravity. Eustachio, 
This is a rematch of the inaugural flyweight championship fight, which took place back in 2014. In that fight, Eustachio got submitted via guillotine in round two. Jay Hay will look to use his crisp striking and cardio to earn the victory this go-round. He said he's worked hard on his wrestling and his ground game, and it feels like he's grown a lot since that fight. Black Diamond, who's an ATT product, has nine of his 12 wins by submission. So look for him to go back to the well in this rematch. The co-main event has Jiang Jingnan, who's 11-1, and most of her victories, eight of them, have come by KO with one sub taking on Argentina's Laura Balin. This is a strawweight title match. Balin is well-rounded with five KOs and four submissions in her 10 wins. She's looking to honor the memory of her mother who passed just a couple months ago by bringing home the one championship goal. Jiang has China behind her and she feels as if she's opening a door for China in the sport of mixed martial arts. She wants to be a role model and the first of many Chinese champions. So she'll be fighting hard to hold on to that belt that Balin is trying to take away from her. Also on this card, you got Koji Ando taking on Ev Ting. Ev the extraterrestrial Ting is looking to add to his uh, two-fight win streak. Ando, he's on the opposite end of the equation, losing the last two of his fights with the last victory that he had coming against Roger Huerta back in 2015. Again, one championship, pinnacle of power, will be shown on their app. Uh, So if you don't have the one app, download it. It's free. And you get to see the fights for free. And they're really, really good fights. Uh, It is early in the morning, and right now they don't have a feature where you can go and watch after the fact. So I learned uh, not necessarily the hard way, but uh, by happenstance. If you log in, press pause, close your uh, device, you can come back, pick it up whenever you want to. Hey, your man, the voice is here not only to keep you educated and informed about all of the wonderful fights that are out there, but if I've got any tips or tricks, I'm going to give them to you too. The fighters have weighed in. Everybody's on weight and ready to go for UFC Singapore. And the combatants in the main event, they're definitely ready to go at it. You got Donald Cowboy Cerrone taking on Leon Rocky Edwards. Cowboy is looking to make history with a win as he would be the all-time victor in UFC history. 
In the promos leading up to the fight, Edwards made some comments about Cowboy being old and slow, and those statements seem to have gotten under his skin as he said he's going to be the angry Cowboys. I'm not going to shake his hand. I'm not going to try to be cool with him after the fight. I'm just going to get in there, and I'm just going to beat him, and, and I'm going to be angry. So, yeah, Cowboys definitely riled up for this one. And he expects Edwards to come at him fast in round one and look to finish him uh, at that point. While Cowboy is saying he's going to try to weather that storm, take him later into the fight, and then knock him out. For Cerrone, that's a really good strategy to have uh, if Edwards were to come at him in the first round because Cerrone is notoriously a slow starter. Uh, And the streaking Edwards is on a great win streak. Five straight victories where Cowboy has been on a losing streak for a while now. The last time that it was lost, it was when RDA employed that come out quick style against Cerrone and broke his win streak in RDA's only defense of the lightweight strap. And that was in the end of 2015. Uh, Rocky is looking to keep his win streak going and make his name off the legend who is Cowboy Cerrone. The Voices Marquee matchup is Ovens St. Fru versus Tyson Pedro. These fighters share a common opponent and a common outcome. The opponent being Lil Latifi, and they both lost to him. Uh, St. Fru by knockout, Pedro by decision. Since that fight, though, Pedro has rebounded and won. Wow, this will be the first fight that OSP has had since getting stopped by Latifi. So he'll be looking to get back on track versus Pedro. Five of Tyson's seven wins have come by submission. While the Von Flu Choke is now being called the Von Pru Choke. So each of these fighters has ground skills. Both of them have KO power too. So who knows how this fight will end up. Two combatants that last fought on the same card with the same outcomes will battle each other in Singapore. And it's the battle of the Jessicas. You got Jessica Evil Eye versus Jessica Jesse Jess Rose Clark. I has been campaigning for the 125 pound class for a while. And she declared herself as one of the top three in the division upon its creation. She's really looking to reinvent herself as before her victory in January. She was on a four fight losing ski. Now, Jessica Clark, she's got a nice, feel-good story. She's the overcomer of domestic abuse. The last time she fought, she was her home was burglarized, and her pet was brutalized so bad that they had to put it down. Since then, she has just been the picture 
of overcoming and has really gotten a lot of support from a number of different places. If Clark is to win, it'll be the longest win streak of her career. Opening up the fight card, at least the main card, I should say, you got Lee the Leech Jinglaing versus Daichi Abe. The Leech last fought and lost to undercard fighter Jake Matthews in Australia earlier this year. Abe, he'll be looking to rebound from his first pro loss, which also took place on the card down under this past February. To keep up with Trackstar Sports, like the Trackstar Sports Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. New content gets released all the time on anchor.fm. For Android users, the easiest way to hear Trackstar Sports and all of your favorite podcasts is by downloading the Podcast Republic app. Once you do, subscribe to Trackstar Sports and new episodes will be ready for your listening pleasure as soon as they get released. For iOS users, you can do the same thing using Apple Podcasts. I encourage you to join the Debate Fuel Facebook group. The NBA Draft just took place. You got World Cup Soccer in full effect. You have the big three coming up and we talk about all kinds of sports all the time there in the debate fuel facebook group so if you want to chop it up with your favorite correspondent about sports join the group and we'll be happy to debate with you debate fuel is our flagship show it's on hiatus uh for the summer be coming back uh soon and when it does we'll let you know Until next time, it's your man, The Voice, host of the MMA main card, and I'm sounding off.